There are millions of people around the world who believe in paranormal phenomenon and conspiracy theories. Skeptics label these believers as paranoid lunatics living in their parents' basements while wearing tinfoil hats. Yet the numbers of believers continue to swell despite overwhelming pressure to shame them into silence. Hello, my name is Malachi, and I'll be your host as we venture through the supposed impossible in our great search for the truth. Believe or not, that is your choice, but make it wisely, for the world you will see depends on it. The date is December 1st, 2017, and you're listening to Malachi. Imagine you're sitting down to watch your favorite television show or news broadcast. This is something you do every week, or maybe even every day. You don't think twice about it. The show begins as it always does, when all of a sudden it cuts out and is replaced by a man wearing a mask of a popular cartoon character, and he's ranting and raving some kind of incomprehensible jargon because the audio quality is so poor. He carries on for several minutes, growing increasingly erratic, when the signal suddenly drops again and returns to the original program as if nothing had ever happened. You're not sure what to make of it or even how to describe what you've just witnessed, but you're pretty sure it was a prank. But if it was, how does someone actually hijack a television signal? Well, that very question was the same being asked in November of 1987, when stations WGN and PBS in Chicago both had their signals hijacked on the same night. One minute people were watching the news and Doctor Who, and the next they were watching a man dressed as Max Hedrum, which bonus points for those of you who remember the 1980s, ranting and raving jargon that made no sense. Then the signal drops and returns to the original program as if nothing had ever happened. And yet as odd as these situations are, what is even more disturbing is another hijacking that occurred two years later to radio station WKCR in New York. This time, instead of getting a badly distorted prank, people were left listening to some strange buzzing and what sounds like women screaming and chanting repetitiously as if they're participating in some sort of cultist ceremony. You hear what sounds like someone breathing, even panting into the microphone, as if eagerly excited about the chanting. Again, it lasts for several minutes before the signal is restored, and once more, we're all left with confusion of exactly what just happened. Over the years, there have been many theories about the WKCR hijacking, uh, perhaps the most popular being that there was some sort of cultist ceremony that was purposely broadcast as a means of spreading some kind of demonic message, and that they were trying to corrupt people by having them listen to this. The second popular theory is that the radio station itself created the hijacking for the sake of promotion as some kind of publicity stunt. And the theories and speculation go on from there, but what we do know is that those responsible had to have been highly skilled, had to have been resourceful, knowledgeable, and experienced in working with the equipment that would allow them to take over the signal of a major television station and a major radio station. We also know that those responsible for these incidents have never been caught and their motives never revealed. What I have for you tonight, dear listener, is a recording of a fourth hijacking that hasn't been as widely known as those I've already discussed. It occurred in March 1991 to Cleveland radio station WXPX. And this recording I have comes from a friend of mine who had been trying to record a song on the station during the time the hijacking occurred. 
I've had this in my possession for years, and he and I have tried to figure out what this was or make some kind of sense of what exactly we were hearing, trying to decipher, is this some kind of really well-done elaborate prank, or was there something far more sinister there, like in the WKCR incident, or what people suspect happened in the WKCR incident? Like our last episode, dear listener, I will leave you to draw your own conclusions, but I must warn you, what you're about to hear is incredibly disturbing, and I now present to you the WXPX hijacking.
WXPX After Hours is having some technical difficulties, but we're back online and ready to jumpstart your night. First, a word from our sponsors over at the FU Ton, the best place to purchase. The WXPX incident has been a staple of Cleveland lore for over 24 years. For the majority of that time, the station has avoided fueling the speculation of who did this or why they did this or even how they did this. But yet, to their credit, for the last three years, WXPX now hosts a Halloween special where the hijack broadcast is played in full followed by a roundtable discussion of local radio personalities trying to decipher what this whole broadcast was all about. What was it trying to accomplish? Is there some kind of secret agenda that's being pushed by playing this? Unfortunately for us, dear listener, that debate continues to rage on. But nonetheless, it still makes for entertaining radio. But I am curious, before we end for this evening, of whether or not you think this was a wise decision to replay this broadcast, dear listener. I mean, sure, it pops a huge rating on a usually dull night for radio, but considering the questions around the content, how do we know that some secret agenda isn't being filled? What if the recording is some sort of paranormal creation, or rather the recording of some sort of paranormal phenomenon? In Siberia, there's a story of a construction crew drilling nine miles into the Earth's crust, and coming to find in short order, they discover a chamber of noise. And after dropping temperature-sensitive microphones into this hole, they end up recording sounds of what many to believe the souls of the damned being tortured in hell. Is what we heard tonight far from what we would imagine those souls would sound like? Perhaps not. Perhaps that's just somebody being very creative with their imagination. But it still leaves a lot to be wonder, dear listener. Who are these people? What do they want? What is the intention of this entire thing? Is it just to make us question our very own reality? Is it just to go ahead and tweak some station manager about some kind of personal vendetta? Or is there something far more sinister at play? I'm curious, dear listener. What do you believe? What do you believe? Until next time. (coughs) 